Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and the leading producer of quality fertilizer products. This podcast is intended to facilitate the transfer of knowledge for farmers and crop advisors, improving farm profitability and environmental sustainability. Grow the Future with Yara. Hello, my name's Ken Rundle, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about potatoes with Tom DeCamp, Yara's area manager and potato specialist. Tom, it's been a difficult year for potato growers with a dry May and since then some very changeable conditions, but you've been out in the field with your fork. What's the crop looking like? Yes, Ken, I was um, looking at a crop of Maris Piper here in uh, South Lincolnshire yesterday. I mean, just looking across the crop uh, before, it, before I actually went into it is looking fairly well. Nice bit of top on it, all fully emerged, um, but it's a slightly different story when you start digging about and looking at tubers. Um, I dug up a few plants and you would expect with a crop of Maris Piper to be throwing something like between 12 and 20 tubers. And I would say the average amount of tubers per plant in this crop yesterday was around about 12, around about the, um, the lower side of, uh, uh, of uh, tuber numbers being thrown and quite variable in terms of size. Some of the tubers were uh, golf ball size or bigger, and some of them were not that much further on from tuber initiation, so about marble size or a bit smaller. Um, so we've got quite a lot of work to, 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 to go out to get these tubers to the size, the marketable size and yield that we want them to get to. So that means really making sure the canopy's doing its job. Yeah, canopy, I'm getting a lot of phone calls and people ask me about canopy management and how to keep keep the crop bulking really through the season. Um, we've been doing, for a number of years, we've been using a product called Magfos K, which is, as the name implies, is a, is a combination of uh, magnesium and, and phosphate. Um, we apply that at five litres per hectare and uh, um, phosphate obviously is important at uh, planting, I'll come back to that, but we apply this to the canopy post-tuber initiation to keep that crop going and keep it bulking so we can attain the yields that, we need to, that we're trying to attain or the, the grower is ultimately trying to attain at, uh, at harvest. And that's going to be absolutely vital. Uh, what time period are we looking for for this continuation of canopy management? Well, from now, really, from post-tube initiation, most crops, I mean, this crop was uh, planted as uh, sort of mid-April time. It, uh, it got hit a little bit with the frost that we had, which obviously hadn't helped. Um, did quite a bit of damage on some crops. But this one wasn't too bad. It, it, it has got over that. It takes me back to the days when we used to spray gramoxone, in fact, for post-emergent weed control. And... If the crop was over 5% emerged, then you weren't meant to spray. But of course, a lot of, quite a few people in those days were getting things wrong and crops were getting sprayed 30, 40, 50% emerged. And the damage looked very, the frost had done looked very similar to that. But having said that, these crops have got over that. Um, they've, they've emerged, the rest of it's emerged and come through. And then of course, uh, Ken, they sat there through May, uh, completely dry who may not do much at all, really, even with uh, the guys that had facility to, to irrigate. Um, so they're back a bit from where they should be. So, so yeah, we're applying this Magfos K from tube initiation from now um, through to keep them bulking to get them through to where we want to get them through to, really. Because the big job is actually trying to make sure you have enough potatoes of the right size for the markets uh, that are so specific these days. Yeah, this, this, this crop, this, this pipe, um, the grower concerned is hoping to get them through for pre-pack. So 
not only do are we looking to achieve a yield, a marketable yield, but also the quality has to be spot on as well. Um, so we we put a program together whereby we've used obviously. I mean, let's, if you take if I take you back to the starting point, uh, this this land does actually belong to the to to the grower, but a lot of potato land is taken in. So you've got to know the soil status. So we always advocate that um, you should uh, test for MPK, well a broad spectrum analysis really, so you know what the magnesium, zinc, boron, all these all these uh, nutrients, major and secondary, you know what the status is. We devise a program um, uh, that fits that variety for that length of time. So Piper, for example, they are a early main crop. They'll be in the ground for something like 130 days. So in terms of nitrogen management, you're trying to get that crop through to, uh, to, to, to a time. So it starts to senesce naturally. At that time, you'll be looking to desiccate. Um, and I, I'm talking of desiccation, that's another issue because a lot of the products we use today, we've lost acid, which was, of course, very effective, but environmentally not very friendly. We've lost diquat, reglone. Um, I think so. A lot of farmers are now going to use a new chemistry. So to use the uh, trade names, mainly because I can't pronounce the active ingredients, um, goes I spot like those sort of products, which are not as effective as the old products. Um, and also... Uh, flailing as well i think last year 2019 there were 20 flail mowers or home destruction flail mowers sold as in previous years so so what what farmers are going to do this year is use a combination of um chemical and flailing uh, to 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 manage the tops pre pre-harvest i suppose that's above ground tom what about below ground yeah. what about tubo condition well, the tube is looking nice and clean at the moment, but uh, we always advocate a split nitrogen management uh, regime. So 70% of the nitrogen will go on uh, uh, at planting, either in liquid form or solid, placed preferably, particularly with the phosphate because it's, it's not very mobile. So we need to get that as close to the developing tuber, but not too close as we possibly can. But what we are doing with this split nitrogen regime is we're trying to get calcium on at tuber initiation. A calcium, we've done a lot of work. I've been putting calcium on in the form of uh, tropicote, calcium nitrate tropicote, the tube initiation, one application. And that, what that is doing is helping with internal quality. If you've got a variety, and Maris Piper is a variety that's susceptible to internal rust spot. It helps, so it helps with internal condition, which is absolutely critical for the pre pack market. It also helps with skin finish as well. Um, so you want a nice clean skin potato, slice it in half, it's nice and clean internally and then if you get, you'll get that premium, the pre pack market, that can be can up to um, £50 a tonne, if you've got a 50, uh, 50 tonne per hectare crop then if my maths are right that's about an extra £2,500 sterling of um, income, of gross mar of margin per, uh, per hectare that you can achieve. So. It's well worth looking to get that quality and get that crop through to, to pre-pack quality. We've always run a bit scared of boron, and rightly so, because if you get boron wrong and you go a bit too high with it, then um, you can cause a toxicity within the crop, any crop, but particularly potatoes. But our colleagues on the continent in particular have been doing work with boron, and it is it does help the potato crop if you're putting it on at small amounts at the right time. And also... We've been working with a product that is a calcium and boron 
combined product called Nitrobore. Um, we've done a lot of work on brassica crops. And, and, and this year, we're having a look on potatoes. We're going at standard rate. We're going at twice the rate. We're going at half a rate. Just so that we can, when we make a recommendation, um, we can we get that right and we're not going to overcook the boron and cause the crop a problem. But boron and calcium together, there is that synergy. They aid each other's uptake. So we, we want to be hitting that potato crop at an application rate that is beneficial to the crop and doesn't cause it any harm. Those, if you like, are standard nutrients, but uh, biostimulants are something you've been looking at as well. Certainly are, yeah. So Yara haven't been particularly involved in biostimulants, and if you go back probably probably 20 years, um, the perception, probably rightly so, was that they're a bit muck and mystery, but they've come on a long way since then, biostimulants, and uh, particularly in, they've been used a lot in the top fruit, and we've learned, we've learned a lot from that. So Biotrack is a... It's a seaweed-based um, product, but it also has a bit of zinc and a bit of boron in, in, in with it as well. Um, and what, is, what it's doing with the crop is it's helping it alleviate any stress sort of uh, situation. It sort of self-inoculates the crop to a certain extent against diseases um, uh, and this sort of thing. So we're doing trials with it this year, and we're hope we, it's showing a lot of promise, and we're hoping we're going to be able to give a recommendation on potatoes uh, when these trials are finished at the end of this season. Obviously, a nutritional program is absolutely essential, and, and, and that has to be right. But, um, but biostimulants are something that's going to come in, and with more pressure on us for using less, if you like, less fertilizer more efficiently, biostimulants are something. I think there's going to be more environmental pressure to use these sort of products, and the pressure is also going to come back from the market. So supermarkets, and when they're doing audits on, uh, on uh, crop nutrition regimes, on crops, particularly potatoes, then they're going to like the use of biostimulants. Um, it's going to be something that's going to be part of these audits and part of these crop protocols. So um, that's why Yara, particularly why Yara have developed this product, so we can, we've got something to offer the grower going forward. Something to look forward to then. Thank you very much, Tom DeCamp. And that's all we've got time for. But if you found this session useful, please join me, Ken Rundle, and another Yara expert in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.